Uh, let's see. Any any other ones? How about Shawshank Redemption? Never watched Shawshank. You've never watched Shawshank? Come on now. You've never watched Shawshank? Come on now. Come on now? Yes, Eileen. Come on now. Shawshank Redemption is based on a... Oh, it's a Stephen King movie. Thank you. Seriously? <laughs> but uh, you like Misery! <laughs> You've watched and liked Misery. <laughs> yes, because that was one of the few things that he wrote within like another decade at that time that was actually worth a, a damn. <laughs> he, I mean, okay, so... Did you watch Cujo? Okay. So, people growing up, people always say, oh, Stephen King, Stephen King, Stephen King, right? Like, okay, fine. So, I was working, uh, I was working volunteer at the library, um at the during the summer my mom worked and um and i worked at the she worked at the veterans hospital and so during the summer um i would work and do volunteer work at the library right so um i uh get books so i got um the cujo <laughs> read it in one day and i was like this book's a piece of shit yeah because right, I mean, it really it was filled with so much fluff and the, the idea of like all the nobody, Stephen King stories are filled with fluff it's, it's like, nobody can stop this dog. Like, nobody can stop this dog. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, the dog just became like a hulking beast. I'm like, really? Nobody can stop the dog. Well, it's isn't it implied in the book that the dog becomes possessed with the spirit of a serial killer? No. Well, I mean, if it is, I don't remember reading that. It was just Like, that, it's not explicitly stated, but I think it's implied. That's even... That's, it's supposed to be about a rabid dog. Now you're going to say he was in... Like, I'm like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. But then in the end, the woman beats the dog to death with a bat, so it really wasn't that hard to kill. You just had to really want it to die. All those other people, they were just like, oh, I guess I'll just lay down here and let the dog rip my throat out. In the movie, you know? she shoots it, doesn't she? Uh, she Well, she beats it... No, she beats it with a bat. Um, because... And her son dies. He... Um, he has an asthma attack and he dies. He, not, not in the movie. No, not in the movie. In the, in the movie, he lives. Yeah, little damp and She shoots him. Um, in the book, Not she the beats song. him with a bat because her husband shows up and they get the ambulance there and they're trying to like kill, bring the boy back. And the husband says to her, "You know how long has Tad been dead?" All right, and then she gets the broken back. She breaks the bat while she's beating with it. She gets the broken bat and beats him some more. <laughs> and but the whole thing, like, there's a whole scene in the book where. Like, she's cheating on her husband with this other guy. Yeah. And the guy breaks into the house and jacks off on the bed and stuff. And like, I'm like, oh, come on. This is completely unnecessary Stephen to the fucking King story. Stephen King has a fascination and a fixation with, uh, with jacking off in unfortunate places. And he also is obsessed with underage sex. Oh, my God. I think I just figured it out. Stephen King is actually Louis C.K. <laughs> Probably. So that that's, that should have been Louis C.K.'s defense. Like, you're, you're jacking off in front of people. From Stephen King, all right? I learned it by reading him. <laughs> you're jacking off right now. I can't help it. There, there's a lot of instances of kids having sex in Stephen King's books, and it's very... Well, that's like, that's how they beat the demon It. In... Yeah, there's like a very prominent scene in It that does that. Um... <laughs> which, which doesn't work. But like, we should, we should all fuck you. And that'll make the demon go away. Right, guys? Gee, wink, I wink. thought gangbanging Liz would fix this problem. Um, well, well so maybe, maybe we just didn't do it enough. Uh, the, the fucked up kid in Apt Pupil, he, in the book, it doesn't happen in the movie, but in the book, he dreams about raping a Jewish girl in a Nazi death camp. Oh, that's fantastic. And he's 13 and she's 13. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a really fucked up scene. His his dick is like strapped up to an electroshocker. Um, you read F Pupil? Yeah. Oh. Just because um, I liked uh, Ian McKellen's performance in the movie. It's a bad movie, but Ian McKellen like is is good in it. You know who directed that? Uh, no, Brian Singer. Huh. And really? that's why he did Usual Suspects and he did App Pupil, huh. and that's why he cast Ian McKellen as Magneto in X Men. Oh wow! Because okay. he worked with him on that. <laughs> Uh, the, the one thing I do like, uh, I think it's in the book, but it is in the movie where the kid's like, I can't believe you're doing this. You're completely fucking me. And Ian McKellen's like, no, my boy, we're fucking each other. <laughs> Which, I mean, you have to like understand like all the context to it. Right. But, uh, so there's that, like the very first story that he got published was some kid who holds his class hostage with a gun and like winds up raping a bunch of the girls in the class, I think. Um, how do you? I haven't read a ton of Stephen King's stuff. I just I just read about about this shit. Um, what else? Because I know there's I know there's more. But so okay, I so, know there's more. So I read I read Cujo, okay? right? Um, read Misery. I mean, at the time, Misery took me like I think two days to read, hmm. but it was I mean I enjoyed it. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's one that was I thought was really captivating, really pulled me in. Now, before I read any of those things, I read and this is, used to be my like how my approach to books is I read uh, graveyard shift and skeleton skeleton crew. Right. Okay. Uh, his book, short stories. And I yeah, picked yeah. them and he had stories in there. Like, was it here? There'd be tigers and stuff like that. And there were some really good stories in there. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's a couple of them. They, they, uh, a lawnmower man is in there. The original <laughs> lawnmower man. Yeah. So I read it and, and I liked that stuff. And I think that's probably where he, at the time where I felt where he worked better. Yeah. But I read some of the short stories. I liked them. And, um, is it, is it, no, I said, here there'd be tigers. I think I'm upset. It might be, uh, Ray Bradbury. I think it might be the, the monster at the top of the stairs or something like that yeah. that he did, where okay. the guy goes back to his old, like, family home and he remembers being afraid of, like, um, when he would be at home, there was, like, a, like, a monster at the top of the stairs. He would always, like, race down the stairs because he thought the monster was going to get him, whatever. And he yeah. goes home and he's, like, you know, faces his childhood fears only to find out there really was a monster at the top of the stairs. They've been waiting all this time to, right. know, for him to come back so he could eat him. And it's like, <laughs> wow, you've been a hungry what? motherfucker, huh? Well, finally, it's been 30 years. <laughs> so, um, so, so, uh, I was like, okay, this guy's not bad. Yeah. So then I, um, I read, um, I read those, uh, read those two and then I started trying to read it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's a hard read. That's when I gave up, and I was like, "Fuck it." Um, and then, and then, like, uh, you know, Pet Cemetery and stuff like that. I I saw them, and then, like, I haven't read a lot of his stuff, but I hear him complain about, "Oh, the the way this movie turned out wasn't anything like the book." And people were like, "Oh, in the book, this happens, and in the book, this." I'm like, "What? What?" Right. And it's like, and you weren't faithful to it. Uh, good, because that was stupid. Well, and that's the way it is with The Shining. That, like, Stanley Kubrick just, like, made it his movie and Stephen King was a little bitch about it. Which, I mean, I, I say that, that, like, you know, if somebody, like, hugely changed one of my stories to make a movie, I guess I'd be upset about it, too. Okay, I watched the... We're way deviating. But uh, I watched the miniseries. The How about The Shining, though? Because I know you've seen The Shining. I do like The Shining. So how about The Shining with the Muppet Challenge? With... Okay, well, who... Wendy would be the only human, <laughs> I oh, think. Oh, God, yes. I think Wendy should be the only that human. Would... That, would, that would work. That would work. <laughs> An animal could be Jack. Yeah, that would 
Give me the bat! <laughs> I just want to bash your head in! <laughs> that works. That works. Yeah. That brought us back on track, baby. <laughs> anyway, I was just going to say, though, that Shining miniseries, that is such garbage. <laughs> oh, my God. I heard it like was a really stupid. Flaming ball of garbage coming down. Especially at the end. Like, we've got to dump the boiler or else the, how the, this place is going to explode. Okay, you have this huge-ass hotel and you're running off a boiler to keep people... Like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But you've got to dump the boiler. And the ghost, like, we... Our ghostly hands can't turn this. We can't touch anything. But yeah, you can get this asshole drunk. Right. right? You can move <laughs> hedge animals out in the front yard. You can unlock the pantry to let him out. But you can't turn a handle on the fucking boiler? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Like, yeah, no, I'm done. That was a part of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, uh, uh, we've we've talked, well, I know we talked about it a lot on uh, on the game bar, but we haven't really discussed it much on the podcast, but, you know, neither of us think Stephen King is uh, much of a writer. I, okay, it's, it's I, I'm going to say this, because we are way off topic, even yeah. though you should try to bring us back in, but I'm going to say this. That's okay, I mean, we're, we're about to wrap up. Rocky 3. <laughs> If you've ever seen Rocky Three, right, which is one of my favorite Rockies, that's the one with Clubber Lang. Correct? Yes, the one yeah. with Clubber Lang. Bring me Balboa. Uh, Mick uh, Mick says to Rocky because when Rocky finds out that he's been fighting a bunch of chumps, yeah. Mick says to him, "You ain't been hungry since you won that belt. Yeah. He's like you can't fight Clubber Lang because you don't have basically the eye of the tiger anymore. You don't have that yearning to 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 fight and win. Yeah. You haven't been hungry since you won that belt." That's how I feel about Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been hungry since he got that title. Since he started, since everything he touched started being being made into a movie. When you have people optioning movies, the, your books from movies before you finish writing them, mm-hmm. that's when there's a problem. Because then you don't have any desire or motivation to really tell a good story. You don't have to. And I'm not saying that he puts out shit on purpose, but... You don't give things a second pass. You don't go back and look at it again. You don't sit there and be like, you know, let me sit on this for a while. Yeah. Either either you don't have the luxury of doing it, or you just don't feel you need to anymore. Well, I, I feel in a lot of ways it's very Liefeldian in that, you know, at a, at a certain time in history, he was the poster child for what he did, and he wasn't held accountable for quality anymore. Rob starred in the jeans commercial or whatever it was he did, Rob mm-hmm. Liefeld, right. and suddenly, oh, well, this guy is like the greatest comic artist of all time, and suddenly, oh, well, yeah, I don't feel like drawing feet this year. <laughs> right, it, it, right. at that point, then, it sets the standard. You're like, bam, you've been branded that you're this, mm-hmm. and, and it's, at, it's at whatever part in your career you are, Yeah, and then, and then that becomes acceptable. Yeah, and that becomes your plateau, and there's nowhere else to go from there but down. And uh, that's that's very clearly what happened with Stephen King to me. I tried reading it as well, and I think we both crapped out around the same period, which was the medicine cabinet. Medicine correct? cabinet, yeah. Three fucking pages of what's in his medicine cabinet. Three pages, yeah. Which which it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't really come back up except for okay, you can solve all that with he's fucked up. Right. Yeah. Was it was it Hemingway who said you know if you if you are writing and you bring a gun into your story in the first act, then it is your duty as a writer to have that gun fire by the third act. Well, he wouldn't know. He was born with a gun next to his bed. <laughs> right. Ouch. I don't I don't remember if that was Hemingway. Ouch. That was Sorry, that was that was low. Even for me that was low. <laughs> I don't remember if that was Hemingway. It was it was it was some big shot writer. Big, big shot, shot, really? Yeah. 
Hey. Um, but yeah, no, I, shit, I can't remember. Uh, I, but yeah, right. If, if it's going to be there, then... Then it, it has to serve some kind of purpose. Right. And you're not going to serve a purpose. I mean, like, all, you, you don't need three pages of the contents of his medicine cabinet. You just need to say, this guy was a hypochondriac and he has been since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. His, his mom gave him, you know, just constant medication that was unnecessary and that carried over into his adult years. Right. That's all it fucking takes. I mean, I mean, you and you could solve you could solve that with like you know a, a pill like you know just describe an ongoing prescription he's had for twenty years. Yeah, but like you know, in or, this it's a matter of time. Unless you've got some critical illness, you're not taking a pill from childhood till now, right? Especially yeah. because as medicine goes on, you're going to be taking a better version of it, or there's going to be some kind of treatment that's going to get rid of it, right? But if you're still taking the exact same thing that you've been taking since you were like six, mm-hmm. right? Then that that sets it up. And if you're taking more than one of those things, like I've got new pills, plus I'm still taking this thing right here, right? Yeah, right. That sets the whole thing up that you're just fucked in the head. Yeah. All you have to say is that like this medicine cabinet was full to bursting of just unnecessary pills. I mean, that's, that's right. all it would have fucking taken. It just it drives me crazy. And, uh, and and I think it more of like he was sitting there in his bathroom writing down all the prescription he has, right? You know, <laughs> and all the shit that he takes. But if you go back to things like the Dead Zone, you go back to maybe Pet Cemetery, you know, uh, Carrie, all that kind of stuff. Here's a guy that is is really trying to make a name for himself. He he's out there and he he's he's like, he's hungry. Yeah. And, and and then once he once those movies start coming out, once he gets that, because even like the first couple of movies, just like these movies are out there, but. You know, like the name still really isn't there. Right. It's yeah. there, but it's not like it is now. Right. Like yeah. you, you start to say Stephen, people say King, like, no, Spielberg, fucker. You know, <laughs> it's like, so I was reading this book by Stephen King Hawking's, goddamn, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, but, but yeah. And so then once he got that name, it was like, yeah. 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 Uh, we we've definitely talked about it with like the comic art thing, and I, th- I think I think we talked about it a lot during our uh, episodes on our least favorite comic artists of like, you know how how dare you as an entertainer and a content creator ever settle for good enough? You know, it's like it's such an insult to your fans, to the people supporting you, to say this baseline of I know this will sell and nothing more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to change anybody's life. People aren't going to walk away from this going, this was a good book. All they're going to do is say, oh, this guy's name is on it. I'll buy it. And it's that to me is just criminal. It's not forgivable as a creator to do that shit. Now, if you get to the point where you can't, like, you, you can't continue to be like an innovator anymore, mm-hmm. then it's okay to rely on, you know, on the, not your gimmicks, but your talents. Right. Because there's a difference. So, you know, I used to be a big Michael Bay fan. Um, and uh, I, I can't really tell you when I stopped being a Michael Bay fan exactly. But uh, Bad Boys, like Bad Boys. You know I love Armageddon. Everybody oh, yeah. knows I love Armageddon. Armageddon's great. Um, the Rock, I like The Rock. Um, and then it was before Transformers. It was before Transformers that I, I really fell out with Michael Bay. Um, it may have been around Bad Boys too, which was his his unnecessary cameo in that was he he's got a cameo in in Armageddon, but his unnecessary cameo in Bad Boys too just was like uh yeah. so, somewhere somewhere along the way I really kind of fell out with him yeah but the the thing with 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 him that I'm calling him out on is that he has a camera style and a camera trick that he uses in every 
movie. Yep. Every movie. It's not it's not just like like a style, like, you know, some people are like, oh, I like this particular style. I like to do this. I like to put the camera at different angles or whatever, or like film from this kind of like like shot right here. Like Tarantino always likes it, and I should always, but you know, well, we know we're always gonna see bare feet, like right, women's right. bare feet in a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, except for I think um the only one we didn't get was uh Hateful Eight. Um yeah, but, I don't think there were. But there's even a barefoot there. shot in um, Inglorious Bastards. Hmm. So you get a barefoot shot. You are going to get a, a trunk shot in most of his movies. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, Kubrick has the Kubrick stare where they like tilt their head down and look into the camera. All of Kubrick's movies have that. Michael Bay has a, has a shot that he always uses, which is where the camera pans around the actor, mm-hmm. starting at the feet and moving up in a spiral motion to their head while something dramatic is going on. It's supposed to kind of captivate, like you're, you're getting like the, the background of the devastation or whatever. At the same time, you're getting their reaction. Yeah. yeah. And I first noticed it in Bad Boys, but it's in every movie he does. It's yep. in The Rockets and Armageddon and everything. And it's unnecessary. Yeah. That yeah. shot is unnecessary in every movie. And that's when you're falling back on your gimmicks, not on your talent. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you have people, you've got directors that are such talented directors, even though they may kind of be like, okay, there's the difference between me making this kind of movie and this kind of movie. But still, I don't fall back on gimmicks. I still use my talent. And I may try some do, some different things, but I'm I'm still, I'm, I'm not just being, I said, gimmicky. Yeah, you know? right, and, right. And I think that's what you get with, with with some of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we have we devolved. Yeah, um, the the train derailed pretty thoroughly. But uh, when when do we not derail? I'm surprised we made it this long before we we, derailed. we did pretty good, and we are actually ten minutes past the hour. So this is probably a good point for us to wrap it up. No, I'm not satisfied. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> had to toss my Malcolm X moment in there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, honestly, I think we could probably just, like, do an entire episode on Stephen King and just, like, review some of his stories. But, um, you know, I don't really want to give him that much credit. The thing is, I don't hate Stephen King. I don't. I don't like his work. And it's not really even his work that I don't like. Uh, even though it, It's not my taste, right? Like, I'm not yeah. a Dean Koontz fan, right? I right, don't. right. I'm, and it, I've never read Dean, Dean Koontz stuff, but... From what I've seen, it just it doesn't strike me as anything I would like. Right. I also don't like uh, there's like a bunch of other like people out there I don't really whose work I don't really care for and or I'm not really interested in I should say. Um, I don't hate them. Right. And I don't hate Stephen King. What I what I hate is the the Stephen King community where he can do no wrong. Right. And right. even when his stuff is bad. People will still rally around him and say, "Yeah, it's bad, but I but I still like him." Right? How how many times are you well, gonna are you is that gonna happen before you're gonna say, "I like his old stuff," right? But I don't like his new stuff, right? Like I do with Michael Bay. I like these movies. I don't watch any of his other shit. Yeah, yeah. and and like what what I hate about that is that instead of looking at it objectively and like trying to debate the merits, usually what I see happen in my experience is people saying, "Well, you're just upset because he's successful." You're just jealous of his success, and he wouldn't be successful if he wasn't good, which I think is like the most bullshit thing ever. Um, uh, what's that? What's that? That uh, Logan Paul, uh, Logan Paul, Justin Bieber. I mean, there's lots of shitty people who are famous who shouldn't be famous. Yeah, <laughs> take a couple politicians out there. <laughs> Hell, I mean, let's be honest. Hitler was famous for a while. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like, I just, I, I hate that argument. And people, like, when I was first learning about Liefeld, people used to try to say that shit. 
And it's like, well, he's successful. His book sold, so his art can't be that bad. And it's like, no, it is objectively bad. You can fucking prove scientifically that his art is bad. It just, it's so frustrating. And it's like, I mean, no, I mean, you can, you can prove that structurally Stephen King's stories are not good. There's, there's no college writing class that would say, oh, you know, you, you really need to pad out this scene. Right. Yeah. We, we could really use a few hundred more words describing the medicine cabinet. And, and the thing is, I, I love it. Like, I love the, I love the movies. Um, I love the, the idea of it. I just don't like the book. It's like, the source material sucks. As much as I enjoy the movie, the source material is just shit. I, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, no. The, the, I, I like the movies. I, even, like, what was it? Is it Dreamcatcher? Uh, yeah, Dreamcatchers. That, where someone was trying to tell me that about that, and they were like, how much, how much they liked it, they were like, yo, they said, the book is so good, because, like, the first half of the book, like, the first, like, 100, 200 pages is all about this, this, this kid with these, like, you know, uh, mentally challenged kid, or whatever. Yeah, I thought it's... And, like, okay, and what does it have to do with it? Oh, well, he's the main character later. Wait, wait, wait. So you spend the first half of the book developing the character that's mm-hmm. going to be important later on? I... In, in the second half of the story? And we're not talking about, like, a From Dust Till Dawn thing, right? <laughs> it's like, we're going to spend... I mean, basically, it's like two separate books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have to spend that much time developing this character, just so you can put him in the second half of the, of the book? Yeah, yeah. That character is either some part of that is unnecessary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Either the the development of the character is unnecessary, or the stuff with the aliens later is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that um, I I read that years ago when I was first starting to like learn how to write, and it was uh, the statement that um, people don't have to know everything about your character. You know. Right. You can have secrets between you and your character. That, like, you know, you don't, you know, people don't need to know your character's height, weight, all this stuff, their their life story. They just need to know what's necessary to tell your story. And going back to Stephen King, inevitably, every Stephen King story I've ever read, it'll be like, John Perkins. John Perkins was born in Colorado. He had done this and that and this and that. And he just, like, goes down these, like, pages of, like, how did this guy get to where he currently is? And it's like, we don't need to know that. Right. You know, like, I, all I need to know is that, you know, this guy's a nice guy, this guy's a schmuck, this guy's a furry, whatever, and then just, you know, fucking give me the necessary details and move on with your story. And you don't have to tell me it, you can show me it. Yeah, oh yeah. You can give me a couple interactions in different ways, or you can even tell it to me in a in an indirect way. Yeah. You know, like, oh, here's a, here's a, a picture of, uh, you know, here's a... a, a, a Picture on the wall of him accepting, you know, the key to the city. Right. Okay, that tells me he's a good guy. Right, yeah. Even even if it turns out he's not a good guy, you've set it up for me to believe he is. Yeah, the public for, perception of him right. is positive. And you don't have to tell me that. You don't have to say, you know, well, he's a good guy. He did I mean, like, No, you you give me something there, and then that's enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some, someone told me like a, a, a one thing to writing. It was like one of the few things that, that this person told me that... Uh, that ever stuck with me. And they weren't really trying to tell me some writing things. They just told me this one thing. And they were like, when you're writing a story and you're describing something, you don't have to give exact dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Like, that, you don't that's actually say, a mark of bad writing is if you say, you know, oh, he then ran 123 feet. Right. It's like, <laughs> like no, you don't. It's like, you just say, yo, you, you know, 
Yeah, the person they they ran like two and a half blocks. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to tell you how long each block is. You know, no, that's and that's that's the thing. You you know the there there's there's more is more is less less and is more, mm-hmm. and then there's the irrelevance. Yeah, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show my super conservative Christian upbringing here and reference the old show The Waltons. Uh, but I'm, go- I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, for, th- for the most part, the, Wa- the Waltons, I would say, is unwatchable. It's very, very dated. It's very not well done. Don't care for it. There's a couple of episodes that really are good. I'm going to say, considering you live, you know, several hours away. Yeah, out in the sticks. From Walton's Mountain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of telling but go ahead, please. Uh, oh, I guess uh, you can all say the same thing. We sail several hours away from, like, Mayberry, too. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. I, I'm, I live only an hour away from Mayberry. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but there's there's one episode where John Boy goes off the mountain. He, like, goes out to the city to get a job writing for a newspaper. And the editor is, like, reading over his stuff. And he's like, the the police chief exploded in a in a fury unlike any other scene in this area for centuries and he like reads off this huge massive description he's like okay and John Boy's like what do you think and he goes wouldn't it have been easier to just say the chief got mad and his face just falls and he's like yeah it would have been easier to say that and he's like okay well then just say that and he just like hands him the paperback and it's like that's what I think when I read Stephen King's stuff is like wouldn't it be easier to just say you know, this guy was a dick. <laughs> you know, I, I don't need, you know, two chapters explaining all the teen rape that he did. I just need to know that the guy's a dick. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I agree. So, yeah, but yeah, so I, I, again, I don't, I don't hate him. I, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of his work. I'm not going to say that his work is shitty. I'm not a fan of his work. And these are reasons why I'm not a fan. Right, right. And, you know, and again, I mean, for for him, he might be like, you know, this is, um, for him, he might be like, okay, I've gotten myself into a place where I want to still write. I still want to do this. But maybe, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this about Stephen King. I, 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 we should probably cut this into like a mini episode, honestly. Because we're way off, off of, you know, uh, yeah, was yeah. it felt? Um, <laughs> get your felty hands off me. Yeah, get your felty hands off me. Um, yeah, uh, this this will be a standalone episode because we've been talking about Stephen King for about twenty minutes now. That's that's the length of a good mini episode. Okay, so it's no secret that Stephen King wrote a lot of his stories on crack <laughs> while while he was drinking. Why you know why he was an alcoholic, and also why he was doing like a lot of drugs, like I think maybe coke or whatever. Oh, right? oh I was just being an asshole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, Whoops. I, I think it was coke. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he 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 wrote a lot of stories, and there's some stories he's just like you know I don't remember writing. Like there's passages of that book I don't remember writing because <laughs> he wrote them while he was drunk. So that being said, once you stop drinking. You know, once you you stop like doing drugs, maybe part of that talent is gone. It's it's, it's like a musician. You know, you're getting high mm-hmm. all the time. You're you know doing a lot of heroin, and then when you get clean, it's like, well, 
part of part of what brought the like that imagery out of me mm-hmm. is not there anymore. So oh. it's either I can get clean and make shitty banal music, <laughs> or I can you know risk my life for my for my art. Yeah, but we, I can't have both. We've talked about that with uh, our conversations about Scott Weiland. That like, yeah, you know, he he wouldn't have been the same if he hadn't been on drugs. And I think that maybe that maybe that's the problem with Stephen King is that is like, I'm 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 a writer. I'm still a, a good writer, but some of those elements that made me that made me shine back in the day that came from an area that I can't tap into without these things. Right. And I. And I can't, I can't have that in my life anymore. So, so, so I may be missing a really crucial part of, of my writing ability, but I'm just going to have to live with that. Mm-hmm. And when people are like, yeah, it's just still good. You know, your, your stuff work is still really good. It's like, okay, you know, I, and I, I'm sure there's no way that he looks at that and says, my work nowadays is just as good or better than the things I wrote back then. Right. Yeah. You know, so because because it's not. I mean, you can as you can any any artist, whether they're a you know writer, like you know physical artist, painter, you know illustrator, whatever. You know, you know there comes a point where you start to improve and you get to a level, and then as you get older. You know, your talent starts to slip some. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can't hold a pencil as steady or a paintbrush as steady as you used to. You know, maybe you don't have that eye anymore. Like, yeah, I was a, I was a great photographer, but now that my vision's starting to go bad, I can't see things. I don't have that critical vision. Or maybe yeah. because of... Jack you know, Kirby developed cataracts later in life and his art suffered for it. Or maybe maybe just because of my mind. I just I just can't think the way I used to. You know, but... Um, and, and you know that. So no matter how many often people tell you you're still just as good, you're still just really, you know that you're not. But if you're still creating content that people like, then that's okay. And, and that's really all I have to say about Stephen King. As long as you're still creating content that people like, even if you can't tap into that that part of you that was there, you know, that that you know that came from something that that you don't want anymore or you realize recognize you can't have anymore you're still okay mm-hmm. you know and and that's what i'm gonna say and i don't have to be a fan of his new stuff i, I can pick and choose of his what i like yeah i mean i think we do that with everything you well, know and we've talked about it a lot that you know we don't always have to like the same things you know right like you know i i don't look down on people for liking you know anime in a different way than i okay that's not true yeah <laughs> shit that was a bad example yeah. um i you make fun of, <clears throat> I, I make fun of weeaboos a lot um but no i mean like you, you get the idea like I, I watch i watch certain animes <laughs> i think anybody that owns xbox is trash that's just me though <laughs> <laughs> i'm a playstation guy through and through and chris chan would agree with you you know what i don't think xbox is really that bad he calls it the hexbox no, I don't think they're trash, but you know, the, the damn uh, dirty Xbox 360. Huh. I, I, I really don't think that people that, that, that <laughs> Xbox are trash. Yeah, but, listen to that backpedaling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, there's 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 some things I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, that's 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 not right. But um, but no, it's you know, you're, you're exactly right, and I like I said I I I will make Stephen King the 
you know, the brunt of, of my, my anger, uh, a lot. And I'll make him the, the, you know, the, the focal point of like a lot of just like, I hate this or whatever, but I really don't hate him. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I don't hate his work either. So I just, like I say it just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think anymore, that's... anymore. Right. Yeah. And I think that's totally fair. Uh, you know, I think that is totally fair. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I think that wraps up this mini-episode, and we should do, uh... You call this one Hail to the King? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, wait. Pale to the King. Pale to the King. <laughs> I'll try to remember. P-A-L-E. Pale to the King. 